Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Hello and welcome to Voice of the Church. I'm Pastor Ryan Swale and today we're going to look at Song of Songs chapter 2 specifically verses 8 through 17, what's been called one of the loveliest poems in all the world's literature. In chapter 1, verse 2 through chapter 2, verse 7 of this song, we have a a king and a rather unassuming uh, country girl singing of their desire for one another. And now at the end of chapter 2, he gives this stunning invitation. It says, This is the bride speaking. The voice of my beloved. Behold, he comes leaping over the mountains, bounding over the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Behold, there he stands behind our wall, gazing through the windows, looking through the lattice. My beloved speaks and says to me, Arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come away. For behold, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone, the flowers appear on the earth. The time of singing has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig tree ripens its figs, and the vines are in blossom, they give forth fragrance. Arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come away. O my dove, in the clefts of the rock and the crannies of the cliff, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. Catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that spoil the vineyards, for our vineyards are in blossom. My beloved is mine, and I am his. He grazes among the lilies until the day breathes and the shadows flee away. Turn, my beloved, be as a gazelle or a young stag on cleft mountains. Martin Luther once compared the gospel to a royal marriage where a rich and divine bridegroom takes a poor, undeserving girl and adorns her with his goodness. Luther said he takes upon himself the things that are hers and bestows upon her the things that are his, condescending to join her to himself so that she might be able to say, my beloved is mine and I am his. And that royal condescension by which such an invitation is given is the theme of the passage that we just read. A royal bridegroom condescends, leaping over mountains, skipping over hills, to invite this unassuming country girl to whom we are introduced in chapter 1 to be his bride. So that by the end of the passage, she might be able to say, My beloved is mine, and I am his. There is an unfolding plot in this song where the first movement in chapter 1, verse 2 to chapter 2, verse 7 is one of desire, one of of anticipation and longing to be together. By the time we get to chapters 3 and 4, the king arrives on his wedding day and the marriage will be consummated. But here is the request, the proposal, the stunning invitation to see the king arrive on his wedding day and enjoy that sweet consummation, being united with him 
in love. So look with me first at the king's coming in verses 8 and 9. Then we'll think about the king's call in verses 10 to 16 and the king's coming again in verse 17. The bride-to-be rejoices in verse 8 at the voice of her beloved. She rejoices at his coming. It says, Behold, he comes leaping over the mountains, bounding over the hills. He is described as running to pursue his bride-to-be with the speed of a gazelle. Leaping over mountains, he's, he's excited to see her. Nothing can stop him from pursuing her. But he's committed and determined to find her in the, the country home of her mother and brothers behind that wall in verse 9. He comes longing. He comes looking through the window, gazing through the lattice, desiring to see the one that he loves. And, and then the bride-to-be describes his words, the a call of the bridegroom. He says, Arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come away. For winter is past, the rain is over and gone. Spring is upon us. Flowers, flowers are, are blooming. Birds are singing. Love is in the air. And then he says again, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. In case we miss the actual request and all the, the metaphor and the poetry, he says it a second time, come away with me. This is a request for the bride-to-be's hand in marriage. It's language of leaving and cleaving. Come away with me. The flowers are emerging from the soil. The birds are emerging with their song. And yet there is one thing that has not yet emerged, but remains in the cleft of the rock. Verse 14 She's hiding in the crannies of the hill. And the king longs to see her. He longs to hear her voice. He praises her beauty. He praises her voice, which is sweet. He invites her to leave and cleave and come away to join him in marriage, leaving the house of her mother to establish a new home. And as they look to establish that new home, he calls her a word that, that we uh, we can't quite see in the English, but when he calls her my love, it actually has the idea of, of a friend. It's a term of endearment that he uses, implying affection and heartfelt companionship. One author says it's one of the highest expressions of love and praise when a husband simply calls his wife friend. He is not objectifying her, but dignifying her. He is not viewing her as less than, but equal. As in that line often attributed to Matthew Henry, Eve was not taken out of Adam's head to top him, nor out of his feet to be trampled on by him, but out of his side to be equal. Under his arm to be protected and near to his heart to be loved. This idealized king in the Song of Songs understands what it means to love his bride-to-be. He's ready to enact 1 Peter 3, 7, living with his wife in an understanding way and showing her honor. And after one of them uh, says that there are foxes that need to be caught, in other words, threats to the blossoming of their relationship, the bride finally says in verse 16, My beloved is mine, and I am his. Echoing the covenant formula throughout the Bible, I will be your God, and you will be my people. 
The song is deliberately echoing the language of the covenant of grace because marriage is designed by God as a picture of the covenant of grace. And that's why they say in verse 15 that there are foxes that need to be caught, anything that may hinder their marriage relationship. And the reason these things need to be caught is because of what marriage depicts. The mutual belonging, exclusivity, safety, love, and joy of belonging to Christ. That's why it's so important to tend to the foxes. Because a spoiled marital vineyard that ignores them may distort the gospel picture that marriage is meant to paint. This mutual belonging and utter delight where each gives himself to the other, loving them as their own body, pictures the union that Martin Luther spoke of. Where the rich and divine bridegroom takes a poor, undeserving bride and adorns her with his goodness, takes upon himself all that is hers and bestows upon her all that is his. Is that not what Christ has done with his people in the gospel? My beloved is mine, and I am his. His righteousness, his glory, his Father, all are mine. My sin, my guilt, my shame, all are his. And we are united together in mutual delight. He gives himself to us, gives us his body, and we entrust ourselves to him, saying, I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ who has fully paid for all my sins of this precious blood. That joyous confession of the bride in verse 16 is to be ours. The church's confession corporately as the bride of Christ, but also the individual confession that every person must make, delighting in belonging to Jesus. And then in verse 17, longing for his return. That's what this song is calling us to. It lifts our eyes heavenwards. And if you're listening today and you have not yet made that confession, you you don't long for the king, you don't know the joy of belonging to him, the invitation of the king for the bride is Christ's invitation to you. Come away, my beautiful one, my friend. The friend of sinners is proposing nothing less than eternal marriage. And the most important thing that you could ever do is to respond to his overture of grace and say, my beloved is mine and I am his. I am not my own, but I belong in body and soul, in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. Hear the king calling and answer. Until next time, thank you for joining us and may God bless you.